Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Hello, everyone. This is Rachel. And on today's episode of The Pulse, we are so thrilled to have with us the vocal suspects from University of Massachusetts at Amherst. Uh, they are one of the oldest mixed acapella groups at UMass Amherst, and they are coming off the tail end of their 20-year anniversary. So uh, welcome to Vocal Suspects. How y'all doing? Hello. Great. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> sure. And uh, I guess I would feel a little bit remiss to not ask, how are you all doing as we're speaking, obviously, in the midst of this pandemic and with your school year ending? And um, how are you all doing? Yeah, actually, it's been it's been interesting. We've been trying to, you know, stay connected and release a couple of those little videos of, you know, sort of the edited together, everybody singing. Um, so we've released one of those for one of our arrangements and we're working on another one. Um, but we are very upset that we got cut short because we usually have a big final concert at the end of the year where we send off our seniors. So Marcus, sadly, we're, we're feeling bad. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Well, one of the other big projects you guys are working on, and part of the reason we're actually having this conversation today is because you guys have come out with a new album. Yes. Yay! We're so about it. <laughs> yes. So congratulations on Spectrum. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Can you talk a little bit about how this album came to be and sort of what your process was for putting it together? Sure. Well, we recorded another album that you can also find online on Spotify and Apple Music called Into the Blue when I was a sophomore. So that came out a couple of years ago. And then um, two years later, we just sort of felt that itch again, that we had enough new material, we had enough new voices, and we really wanted to start on another big project. And it took a lot of fundraising, a lot of months of getting support from our community <laughs> and all of our really devoted fans that we love so much. And um, yeah, by the spring of my senior year, which was last year, we were able to actually start recording. And yeah, it was so much fun. Was it challenging or difficult to come up with the songs that you wanted to include on the album? What was that process like for you all? I don't think it was a very... Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was a difficult process because... I mean, in our normal day-to-day -day routine, we have, uh, you know, just a repertoire of songs that we would be, you know, practicing regularly. And, um, you know, we would at least, at, at, you know, at, an, at a given moment, have a few ready to bring to a gig or, or go to some event that we've been invited to. And so the, the album, not entirely, but is largely comprised of you know, the music that we were doing at the time, like, like Emily said, it was, um, it was sort of just, uh, it was like a reflection of where the group has really sort of gone from where our previous album left off. Yeah. I wonder, I'm guessing your repertoire is larger than the length of an album. So you had to, you had to be judicious in choosing which songs were going to be recorded for posterity. And I wonder how did you choose from that large repertoire, what you wanted to immortalize? Well, everything we do is pretty democratic. We have a lot of long meetings and discussions and voting <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But I think we, we focused on the arrangements that we felt were the strongest, you know, the soloists that we really wanted to highlight. There are a lot of, people that were um, graduating seniors at the time featured as soloists and just like the things that we we wanted to be able to keep forever knowing that the group as it was 
wasn't wasn't ever going to be the same you know people graduate so it's just some of our favorites yeah and I think that the voting process was pretty unanimous for a lot of the songs I think they were all songs that we all really connected with and songs that we enjoyed performing and singing together so excellent well, the name of the album Spectrum sort of invokes like a, a, a large range of things. And so can you talk a little bit about how you came up with the name and why you decided to call this album Spectrum? Um, I would say we we just wanted to sort of encapsulate what a like diverse and multifaceted group we are. You know, there's no single arranger for, for the album. Everyone is involved in a little way. We all have our own strengths. And there are multiple directors, there are multiple percussionists, soloists are all different. And we just really wanted to highlight our diverse range of strengths as a group. And we all come from different backgrounds, be our music or where we're from. And um, we just feel like this album really showcases like all that we have to offer. And it's it's just, it's a spectrum of, of our beautiful skills. Were there any um, funny names? Were there any like, like I don't know, rip roars or things that were like silly that you were referring to it as before you came up or decided on this name? I don't, I don't think there is ever really never. That's all gibberish. <laughs> I think there was about a hundred different versions that we were never actually going to use before we used the real version. <laughs> I think we had a whole spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. We had so many names that were just one word to paragraphs of just nonsense <laughs> and that's like I think that's something that shows like because we all came up with this name together we all agreed on it we all really like it um and we had a lot of fun making fun of it for several months before we found the version that we liked so I wonder if you can talk a little bit about sort of the, the actual recording process what was that like for you had you for some of you had not been in a studio before it sounds like yeah, so it was actually really cool. We used Liquid Fifth. They were awesome. Um, they actually came to us, which was huge. So, because, I mean, the Boston schools kind of have, I feel like, a lot easier access to studio space and things like that. We're a little bit in the middle of nowhere. So it was really nice that they were able to come to us. Um, and they actually, there's a house that several of our members lived in, and they just came there, and they set up a little makeshift studio. Um, so that was really nice. To yeah, you like that house on our album cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I lived um, last year and we want to live there and it was just a really special place to us. We would have all of our retreats there when we'd have like weekend long party rehearsals and sometimes we would just have rehearsal there, you know, right in the living room. And so being able to record our album there in our little suspects home was really special and that's why it's on the cover also. One of the names that we toyed around with for a while was 977, because that was the address of the place we recorded it. And it's just such a special place. I love that. I wonder in terms of the actual recording, what was there anything about it that was different than your expectation? I thought it was like really laid back and just sort of like relaxed and enjoyable. Maybe that's just because it was in my dining room, but <laughs> so kind and so willing to like work with any crazy ideas that we came up with on the spot. He just sort of gave us the room to have those, to make those creative decisions. And um, yeah, it was just like a really relaxing experience considering like the 
gravity of what we're doing or like immortalizing our repertoire. <laughs> sure. Well, maybe that was one of the best parts for you, but we will be hearing a song best part done by the vocal suspects. Um, it's originally performed by Daniel Caesar and the soloists were Gina Castellano and Will Swarm. The arranger was Kaylee Davis and the VP was Gus Bowder Newton. Uh, and uh, we'll head to a break right after that. But before we do, here is best part. Oh, 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 oh,
with the vocal suspects. So I wonder if we can talk a little bit about sort of what you guys, you mentioned before, maybe to get a little bit away from the album, that you guys are doing some recording now um, of yourselves to um, help stay connected. And I wonder, how is, how's that going? What, how do you decide then which, which things are, do you want to try and do that way? Do you try and do new stuff? Is it old stuff? Where's that, where's that line? The decision-making process to, for the couple of songs that we have managed to do these, uh, like zoom arrangement performances on, uh, um, you know, one, the first one was one of our new songs because partly because we wanted to, uh, we just had a new member who got her first solo and we wanted to be able to, uh, show off what she did. And then, um, the next song that we did was, it's actually one of the songs on our album. It's, I can't make you love me. Uh, and yeah, part of the reason we really like that arrangement is, there isn't really any soloist. It's all of it's all of us singing together. And, um, you know, I think it was sort of a nice, it was a nice choice for one of our songs to do these because of uh, obviously everything that's going on. It's like, it really sort of brought a sense of, of unity despite the, the separation between all of us at this current time. Yeah. Yeah. So have you had a chance to think about what, what the future of the group looks like with these sort of uh, limitations that we have in place these days. Yeah, no, that's the thing. We're kind of waiting on word from UMass about what next semester is going to look like. And we kind of have a couple of, you know, possible scenarios. None of them are super ideal, but especially I think because as a performance group, the main thing that we do involves large gatherings of people. So it definitely could look a lot different. Yeah. So maybe switching back to the album, um, I wonder, uh, you know, you have in the past been, you know, had some um, accolades for your previous recordings. You know, the Into the Blue got nominated for a car in 2019 for Best Mixed Collegiate Album. And I wonder if you're planning on submitting out the, this one for consideration in other other sorts of, um, I don't know, opportunities to be uh reviewed and and you know have opportunities to to put it out there so i'm definitely looking into all of the the options right now we're definitely going to apply to the cars again um we'll apply to some of the other compilation albums out there um yeah so we're looking forward to getting that out there very cool maybe you can talk a little bit about you know sort of uh what that nomination ends up like meaning for you as a group, both in terms of sort of, I don't know, the, the honorific, um, but also in terms of opportunities maybe it gives you? Well, I think that it's it's just really significant for us um, to be acknowledged in this way because the group has grown so dramatically since I was a freshman in it. You know, we there had been a big shakeup, members leaving and switching and, you know, needing to get all of these new new people in. Um, when I was a freshman and we, we kind of started from, from a place, you know, um, not a bad place, but just over the four years that I was there, I've seen this group grow so incredibly much and just the passion and the drive of the individuals um, it's just been astounding to see how much these people care about bringing this group to the next level. 
So for it to be acknowledged, you know, that would be kind of cool. As much as we're doing this for ourselves, it, it, it would just be special to hear that other people agree that we're pretty amazing. So absolutely. <laughs> what, what are some of the changes you feel like you've seen the group go through in the time you all have been there? I think the biggest thing that we've really been able to work on is a balance between um, like seeing ourselves as a family and a community and also like a kick-ass musical group. Sometimes people, you know, they want to have a little less responsibility, less commitment. They kind of just want to hang out and have a, a fun time. And, you know, sometimes it's not all, it's not always fun when you're preparing for something that's kind of high stakes. You got to really, really work hard. And I've just seen these these individuals over the past few years really know how to care for each other and care about the community of the group while also putting in the necessary work to be really proud of what we can put out there. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you are putting out there is the closer on your album, Refuse Resolution. And uh, as we wrap up our time and before we hear it, I wanted to give you a chance to just talk a little bit about the song and how you chose it, what it meant to you and, and, you know, sort of why it was important to put on this album. Well, I think, uh, I think the song, the song is very personal to a lot of us because it uh the those the two songs refused by kevin garrett and um and resolution by um oh, what is his name matt corby i think matt corby, <laughs> yeah. yeah he so those two songs were chosen as two of the three songs that we wanted to uh perform as part of our um icca set about uh in 2018 and um, so they were picked in the summer of 2017, actually, to be part of that set after a very intense discussion that involved a lot of sort of diagramming and planning, planning like a really like a 12 minute performance that was like not only showcased our talent, but also sort of had a, a thematic movement to the from, you know, from one song to another. And and so we sort of settled on an idea that our, that our, that the story of our set would be, um, you know, sort of feeling broken, feeling coming from a place of like brokenness, uh, feeling low to a point of like refusing to, you know, sort of uh, give yourself into negative energy uh, and then sort of, uh, you know, coming back and, and, and feeling stronger uh, as a result. And, um, and so eventually when the two songs, you know, when we, you know, established a transition between the two songs, we, you know, found soloists for the two songs that we felt were both extremely talented. And, um, you know, by the time we were recording this most recent album spectrum, we had, you know, practiced these songs, you know, to death, uh, we, we had brought them to competition and we had continued to perform and, and really sort of, uh, you know, flush out their sound as much as we could. And so for the, and so for us to, when we were considering the songs to put on the album, we, you know, a lot of us sort of looked around and realized that we had this, this, these two songs, which were, so very personal to so many of us because partly just because we'd been doing them for a few years and 
they didn't, they weren't on our previous album. They and they the only time we really got to showcase them was at that competition. And so we wanted to really immortalize those two songs in in this album. And that's and you know at, I mean the song is called Resolution. So it, it just we thought it was so fitting to sort of put that mashup at the end of the album. Yeah. Well, it, it is really a beautiful rendition, and uh, we're going to be sharing that with you right now. Before we do, we'll share that Refuse Resolution has soloists by Josu Medor and David Dignan. The arranger is Gus Bowder-Newton and Laura Sway, and the VP, again, Gus Bowder-Newton. Thank you so much to the Vocal Suspects for your time and for your talents. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you, Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you so much. Sure. And now here is Vocal uh, Suspects with Refuse Resolution.
this whole lie, this whole me And call it out like a family Instead I bide my time and get right Until the rubber leaves a road One month down and it's inside And oh I'm guaranteed to lose my Inside. You might know what I'm trying to hide So don't you worry You'll be my resolution Characters of no The quarter age. No, I bought the book but didn't flip the page. just want to say thank you so much again to the Vocal Suspects from University of Massachusetts at Amherst. If you want to find out more about this group, you can go to their website at umassvocalsuspects.weebly.com. You can also find the group on Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat at Vocal Suspects, on YouTube at The Vocal Suspects. And if you want to buy the album or take a listen to some of the songs, you can do that on Spotify. Again, the album is called Spectrum. And you should definitely take a listen. There's nine songs. It was released just a couple of, uh, like a week or so ago. And it's a really great album. I highly, highly encourage you to check it out. So thank you again to The Vocal Suspects. 
and tune in again next week for another awesome interview with your favorite acapella groups, only on The Pulse. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video, only at acaville.org.